you nosy, curious, or just bored? Have you ever just started listening to other people's conversations? Do you ever just keep listening even though you aren't part of the conversation? If this describes you, then welcome to Topic Please. I'm Liz. I'm Aaron. And what's our topic this week? Well, I was thinking about some things that I believed when I was a kid. Because, I mean, when you're a child, you don't really understand the way things work. So I thought it'd be kind of cool to talk about some things that, just some things that we believed when we were kids because we didn't know how they worked. And then we figured out later in life that that's not how that works. You mean like the money tree? (laughs) That was the first thing that came to mind when you asked me about it. So. I don't think I ever believed money grew on trees. I was always told that it does not. Well, I was too, but I thought that they said that for a reason. Like, they didn't want me to know that this tree was there or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> what? I did. I looked for that money tree a lot. Like, every time my aunt and I would go out exploring and like just doing whatever, we would look for the money tree. So Animal Crossing, you can shake the trees and money comes out of it. I'm just saying that's how I really thought it worked for them. And like it was some secret to be able to do it. I don't know. Maybe I just heard enough times money doesn't grow on trees to not ever think that it did. Well, I was not given any other explanation as to what or how it was gotten earned i guess it's earned but i didn't know that and the only thing i ever heard was money trees so i was like it's gotta be real and they're just lying to me well the thing that i was thinking about when i thought we should do this for a topic was uh, you know how when somebody uses water they turn water on in the sink and somebody's in the shower and the Shower water change temperature. Uh-huh. I thought somehow the drain was connected to the shower. So like if you turned on cold water and it went down the drain, then the shower got really cold. If you turned on hot water, then the shower would get really hot. Oh, because it was just like coming out of. Yeah. So it if you plugged up the drain, then it wouldn't cause a problem. That <laughs> that was what I thought. I thought that was how that worked. That's awesome. Because. As a child, I never questioned it. I just knew when, when the water got used, then the shower changed temperature if somebody was in there. And the water was going down the drain, so I I just connected those two things. That's funny. Like, I mean, well, it, it, it makes sense. I mean, where does the water go? <laughs> I, I didn't know. That reminds me of those things that says non-potable water. Like, I never understood I why it was always over a toilet because people called the toilet the pot. And so I was like, why are they putting water that doesn't belong in here? <laughs> Toilets. I think it's potable. But it says P O T A B L E, potable. Just saying. I had the hardest time with that. It's like the fiction, nonfiction thing. But I never understood. Like, why? Why would you put that over the toilet? And then it would be 
I don't know, toilet water. It didn't make any sense. Just saying. And I did not know until you just said that, that it might be potable, because I still think it's potable. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I think like my children. So. So is there anything else that you can think of that you thought or believed as a child that about how things work that you found out later was definitely not the way that worked? Well, I remember, like, I didn't have this belief all of my childhood, but my grandma had one of those rotary phones, right? So you just, like, one number at a time all the way around and it'd go, you know, all the way back. And that was the only phone in her house. And then she got a new one, which was the corded phone, the long one that had the buttons to dial. That was in the kitchen and the rotary one was in the living room. I can't remember what vacation I was there. I was visiting grandma for some school vacation time and the rotary one quit working and she was like, it's just trash. I can't get it to work again and all this stuff. And so I was like, grandma, can I have it like just to play with and stuff? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I dropped it on the ground and it was like, she said I could have it to play with, but she hadn't unhooked the phone cord from it and when i dropped it on the ground the next time like i had picked it up to it had the dial tone and everything again and so i was a very firm believer that if it was broken you could drop it to fix it for like a year i drove my parents nuts because every time they said something was broken i dropped it on the ground i mean and in defense of that, though, there are plenty of times that if you smack something, it might like knock something where it needed to be and make it work again. But I didn't realize that it was because there was a loose connection inside of the equipment, right? And that by dropping it, hitting it or whatever, it caused that connection to come a little fuller, just like battery cables on your car. Like if you wiggle them, the connection can sometimes come back where it wasn't as strong if it wouldn't start or whatever but i didn't know that so that led (laughs) i was a very bad child (laughs) so after about a year of of dropping everything on the ground my dad decided that i needed to know how things actually worked right so he was working on a vacuum and he had me there with him like so i got to see it get taken apart and and mess with all of the insides, the wiring and everything and put back together and then he plugged it in and it worked and I was amazed. So then I had a lamp and wanted to see how the inside of it worked. So I took it apart and I put it back together myself and I plugged it in and I started a fire in the outlet. (laughs) That's when I learned that as a child, you're not allowed to uh, (coughs) plug stuff in on your own. (laughs) Especially once you've taken it apart. (laughs) But didn't he know how did to put it. it back together. Listen, I thought I had, di- and that's why I diagram everything now. Like it is. Back then, I used to like write notes every time I started taking stuff apart. After that time, even like when I was doing it with my dad or whatever, always took notes on exactly what I did to take stuff apart, so that I could go in reverse to put it back together. And I still do that. So now, when I take things apart, like I take pictures of it, so that I can go in reverse to put it back together because I'm scared to death of starting. Another outlet fire. So, yeah, those are my 
<laughs> those are my childhood memories of how does it work. Those those are the ones that stick out the most to me because they had the longest impact. Well, I know. I don't know. You know how you like see these pictures that are in black and white and everything. Like I, I used to think that like color had to get invented at some point and that these people just never saw color or anything. That would make sense. Like if that's how it is. I mean, I think, I don't know. I feel like even today, like there's times, like if I think about something that happened, you know, forever ago, like I, I have a hard time picturing it in as vibrant of colors as you know we see on a daily basis. So you picture it in those like gray tones and like black a and gray white. or sepia kind of like just a dimmer, you know, like when they do flashbacks and things on movies and stuff, it's usually they have some kind of tone over it to change the coloring a little bit to signify, you know, this was, you know, back in the forties or. That's why I say your brain has just picked that up and that's how you. Yeah. Like, and when I think about those things, so weird, like I know, you know, things were color back then too but and growing up like hearing the term colored when they would talk about uh, african americans in the you know 40s 50s whatever it really kind of threw me off i'm like there wasn't a lot of color like i don't understand this cuz you just saw like you it, it was like black TV. and white so <laughs> that's funny it was like that they weren't even like there wasn't color there, so why are they being called colored? I don't understand it. Like, I I thought that would have made more sense if somebody looked like a rainbow. That would be a colored person, I would think. Maybe that's where Rainbow <laughs> Bright came from. It was when colors were invented. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, because I know minor, but that's interesting. Like, I don't know. I know I always wondered how you could watch TV in the TV. Like, I don't know. I don't I still never. What do you mean? Well, just like the telephone, um, movie projectors, those kind of things. Like, I, I understood how those work because, like, the telephone was like connected to this line. Like, I didn't completely understand it because I do remember when there were like party lines and stuff and other people would be on your phone calls and you'd be waiting forever for somebody else to hang up so that not way back when, when a switchboard operator was plugging things in for you, but uh, we where, still... where we lived, we didn't really have that, but oh, well, I grew probably in California. because we didn't have as high a population. Maybe, so. but so, but I kind of like, my mind said, okay, somehow your voice is traveling. Like I didn't realize it was broken up into like little particles or whatever. I just thought that it was like a really, really long game of that where you would take the two cups and put a string in between them and go like around the corner and pull it tight. And one of you would talk into it and the other one would listen your ear. Like I thought your voice literally traveled down it, right? Like whatever you said was just traveling that, but I understand up being like broken you know, up, like a, an electrical signal that gets put back together on the other end and yeah. all of that. But I could understand how the telephone worked because of how that worked, right? Like this, this thing was connected. Your voice traveled down it and went to the next person. Right. But televisions, 
my grandma didn't have like a cable line coming into the house or anything. The well, TV plugged into the wall and there was this box on top of it with these ears or antennas. But And I could not understand how the picture was coming through. <laughs> like, well, I didn't and know. And the voices. And it's like there was no line for it to travel down. Yeah, I didn't know like what the purpose of the antenna and stuff was. I know growing up, we had one of the big ones that was like mounted to the house and outside and everything. So we did have like a line coming in. All those big long ones with like the the three yeah. metal things on the top that went sideways. Or yeah, I I didn't know uh, like what the purpose of that thing was. I just thought that you know whatever was coming into the TV was coming like through the plug or through that wire. Uh, I had no idea. Like, I didn't realize that you know, if you didn't have that antenna out there, then you weren't going to pick up any of those channels and see any of these things. See, ours were always inside. I remember having, like, foil and my... The foil consumption <laughs> in my grandma's house and my parents' house when I was a kid. Because <laughs> I, I did correlate the foil with the tv working properly <laughs> so every time there was like snow or like any kind of static on it or whatever i didn't realize you could just move the antenna arms and and play with the foil on it i would go get another piece of foil and i would like pile it on like i would talk that one time about saturday morning cartoons by the time my parents would get up there would be so much foil Why couldn't you so, just put an empty soda can on there instead? I don't I don't know. We didn't have soda in my house when I was a it's kid, like so the foil's aluminum and the cans are aluminum. It it should work, right? I don't know. Maybe because it has to touch it in such a certain way. I don't know. <laughs> so there's some things from my childhood that I still don't know how they work. But you know. And now you don't get much out of those kind of antennas anyway. They're all at least digital antennas or cable or we yeah. don't even have either we just binge netflix right occasionally pull something up like on youtube or i watch hbo something. peacock oh, but all the, the streaming apps so and so then right cell phones came out and i was just amazed at all of the things those could do like i was with them as that technology advanced and stuff but it's still yeah, my, my dad had one of the bag phones that <laughs> having your cars like this little mini briefcase thing i was excited when i got my first pager we could send messages to people it sucked when my parents would page me though which meant i was late and they knew it i was always told i wasn't allowed to get a pager as a child because that was something drug dealers did well my parents didn't let me get one i got one when i was 17 and it's because my boyfriend at the time and I paid for them ourselves. Um, I got my first pager when I was going to be having my first child soon. And that way I could have it on me at work and get a message if needed. There you go. So I'll tell you, it wasn't a way I thought it worked. 
<laughs> find out all the weird, like you don't know I'm weird enough as it is. Okay, so when you're driving down the road, like I don't like shadows and cracks. Like I never truly believed the step on a crack, break your mother's back thing. But I would try to avoid the cracks when walking with my mom, just in case I wasn't, I didn't, I just didn't want it to risk it. So, but so, you know, like the crack things in the road, I would try to avoid those or whatever, but I didn't like shadows either. And so whenever we would drive anywhere, if like, depending on the day, there would be like these long shadows. Like if it's just a solid shadow on the road, I was fine. If it was solid, like sunlight on the road, I was fine. But if there were just like those lines from poles and things like that, I don't know why. I have no idea why. But I did not like them. And so every time we were getting ready to go for one, like I would close my eyes. <laughs> but then I always thought we should have some kind of vehicle so that when you're driving, you can drive in the sun. And when you're coming to a shadow, your car just like hops up and hovers over it and then lands back on the other side. <laughs> you're looking at me like I'm so dumb. <laughs> But this way you didn't touch the shadows because the shadows bugged me so bad as a kid. And I'm talking like into my teenage years. <coughs> I remember driving from California to Arkansas um, to go see my dad one summer. He picked me up. There was a long thing about that. But anyway, he picked me up. I was going to go spend the summer out there with him. And that drive was anxiety filled for me because we went over so many shadows and the car touched so many shadows and I thought there has got to be a way to be able to drive without your vehicle touching all the damn shadows <laughs> on the ground all I I, I did I th I don't know why you can't make something that just like hovers over it real quick just pop up and you can land back down and drive in the sun it's fine so yep that was all right. Well, speaking of driving, I know I've told this story before when my mom was on the show, but like when I was a kid, I thought all those you drink, you drive, you die, like drinking and driving meant any drink at all. Mm. So, I mean, I, I was genuinely concerned that you know, if, if somebody was drinking anything, that that was very bad if they were driving. I had no idea at the time like, that meant alcohol because a lot of those commercials and things on TV didn't say, you know, alcohol. They were just like, you drink, you drive, you die. Well, I can kind of see that point, though, because it's still driving distracted. I mean, I, I get the, <laughs> the, but if you are drinking anything, touching the radio, paying, you're, you're driving distracted. So, like, that doesn't make. Yeah, but you're not drinking alcohol that's going so to you're not being impaired. your judgment yeah. and everything. But yeah, I just, I, because of the way those commercials and ads and things were worded, you know, it never said you drink alcohol and drive. It was just you drink, you drive, you die. So I associated that with drinking anything. Well, that makes sense. I, that. I think cars should have uh, <clears throat> speakers inside them. I've thought that. For, no. Uh, cars okay. have speakers. That's how you hear the radio. <laughs> That's okay. how people might be listening to this podcast episode right now <laughs> through the speakers in their car. 
<laughs> no, okay. So let me finish. So, okay. I always thought to preface it like as a kid i always thought it would be so cool like i would watch some tv shows where they had intercoms in their house so like the parents or whatever could be like in the kitchen they could push the button and like tell the kids in their bedrooms or whatever that whatever meal was ready or to do this or to do that right so i always thought that would be cool now we have cell phones so you can just text them from the other room so it, it kind of happened but i think the vehicle should have that same kind of thing, but it just needs to be vehicle to vehicle, right? Like, so you should have this little microphone in your car and like a keypad. So that if a vehicle is around you and their driver is being <laughs> stupid. I'm thinking you thought road rage was bad now. <laughs> just wait till they can actually hear what you're saying to them. But right, like my parents would cuss other drivers out and like nobody can hear that like my thought was always like nobody can hear you they can't hear you they don't know that you're mad at them why are you screaming like this right and and a lot of the time I try a lot of the time I try to be patient or be thoughtful or you know be like I don't know why why they're doing that or what's going on right right and but my thought was always if you're gonna be mad at them they should know why you're mad at them and they should know you're mad at them like what is the point of being mad if the person you're mad at doesn't know so i think or thought i might still a little bit think ask my children when they drive with me sometimes uh that you should be able to like key in the license plate of the vehicle in front of you and then their speaker just comes on and so this way when you're telling them off they actually hear you tell them off (laughs) I know it would be bad. I know it caused a lot more fights. and But I just was like, I always thought, why can't you just tell them? I used to see people like with signs. I feel like people made these signs. I grew up in California again. So you know, when it comes to driving, keep that in mind. Uh, but I would see some people with these signs that I am positive they had made up like taking like uh, auction What are those things at auction where you like it has the stick on it and then it's got so they're auction numbers or whatever to bid? Yeah. Like they would take those kind of things and like write messages on it like you're an idiot or use your turn signal. Sorry, it made me think of blinker fluid. Um <laughs> but you ever fall for that? Listen, let me stick to one story. <laughs> I was, uh, if you ever wonder where our oldest child gets the gullibility from, it's from her mother. <laughs> but they had like this, and I thought they hold those up. But what if you know you still don't know that the person heard you or read it or anything like that? So I was like, you should be able to just dial in and be like, hey. But you could use it for good too, like your le- you know, your rear brake light on the driver's side is out or or something. I mean, you could use it for good. But yeah, probably now that I'm adult, I know an adult. Now, you know, I know that's not a good idea because it would cause probably a lot more. Yeah, like I I grew up in the fights. middle of nowhere, but I <laughs> I don't know, some of these guys with their rifles in their truck or whatever, just hanging in there, they'd probably be pulling them out and being like, no, I'll just shut up. I'll shoot you. 
But when I was younger, I thought it was a perfect way. Like, if you don't know you're being stupid, how are you going to stop being stupid? Okay, not being stupid, making stupid choice. Whatever. I know right. someone's going to be like, you're so rude. But for real, if you don't know that you're doing something, how are you supposed to change it if no one says anything to you? So, speakers in the car that communicate with other cars, I think. I think that could just be done over some kind of open Bluetooth signal now. Probably. So why doesn't it exist yet? Because people would die and go to jail. (laughs) Well, there's that. Obviously, the people that died wouldn't be the ones going to jail. People that caused that death would be the ones going to jail. Okay, well, yeah. So see? And then they could sit there and think, if I had only not made a stupid decision, I wouldn't have gotten yelled at. (laughs) Then I wouldn't have made even more stupid decisions. I don't know. I just think people could be nicer. I mean, they do kind of have that setup that, I mean, some people have in their cars, a CB radio. Oh, yeah. I love those things. I mean, it could kind of serve the same purpose. But not if everybody doesn't have one. And then you got to find out what channel they're on. So, I don't know. Okay, so yes, blinker fluid, once. Once I believed it was true. Okay, only one time because the guy I asked for it from <laughs> laughed at me and then asked me if I got my driver's license from a Cracker Jack box. <laughs> and I said, no, California. <laughs> I was in Arkansas that summer I told you about that I, I went out. I was getting ready to ask if both of these people, the one that sent you for the blinker fluid <laughs> and the one that you tried to get it from was your dad. Because um, the stories I've heard of your dad, I <laughs> I feel like he would have done that to you. Okay. So the summer that I drove, that I rode from California to Arkansas to spend the summer with my dad, uh, somebody he knew uh, had had a vehicle parked in his yard and he was like, you need, it's been here for like a month, so you need to take it home now. And so that gentleman came over uh, and he was like, I need somebody to drive my truck. And I was like, well, I'll drive your car because the car was automatic and that's what I knew how to drive. Um, that's still all you know how to drive. I've seen you drive a Shut standard. up. I know how to drive a manual. Don't be rude. <laughs> Whatever. They're not anyway. supposed to stall that much. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so he was like, no, you got to drive my truck because the car I don't trust. And so my dad told me how to drive it, like to press the clutch, when to press the gas. Like it was the quick version. Nobody was in this truck with me when I was driving it. But he's like, just, you know. Put it in first, put it in second, third, fourth, like when it gets to this RPM and do all these things. And he said, if you keep having issues with it stalling or whatever, it might be low on blinker fluid. I had never driven a manual. Darn. Excuse me. Beep that out. Um, (laughs) I had never driven a manual. And so I believed him. So I keep wanting to say his name. The gentleman that uh, I was following behind said that he had to stop and get gas and stuff on the way because it was like, I don't know, I think it was like 40 minutes away. (laughs) And so... It stalled on me like three times while I was driving to this gas station. So while he was putting gas in his car, 
which was running, by the way, because apparently he couldn't shut it back off. He was afraid it wasn't going to start. That scared me because I was like, I knew that was the one thing I did learn was that you shut your vehicle off when you get gas. But so it had stalled like three times. So when we got there, I went in and I asked the guy if he had any blinker fluid because my dad said that if it kept stalling out, it might need blinker fluid. And the guy laughed at me and told me that there was no such thing. When you're asked about blinker fluid, it means to turn on your turn signals, which I knew how to do that. I did that all the time. So yeah. And then I felt stupid about that already, but I was like, it's fine. So as we're getting ready to leave, I put it in uh, to first gear and we go to take off and it stalls out. And that same gentleman who had informed me that blinker fluid wasn't real started laughing again and I ignored him and I put it in. And of course it stalled again. And he hollered out, did you get something about, did you get your license from a Cracker Jack box? And I was so upset and offended at that point. And I was like, no, it's a real license. I got it from California, which apparently just made everybody laugh more. Shut up. My license had nothing to do with it. I was learning how to drive a manual for the first time by myself. Nobody was with me. But here in the Midwest... <laughs> It's like, oh, they learned to drive in California. I understand now. Yeah. I still get that a lot. You're from California, which is dumb because, I don't know, I liked growing up in California. I like living here most of the time. I learn a lot of differences, though, about how things are in the world, depending on where you live in a country. All right. So any other thoughts that you had as a kid about whatever? Well, I know there were... I know a lot of things that you saw in movies, I thought you know, that, well, that must be the way that works. I guess specifically, like, if you have a puddle of gas and somebody throws a cigarette into it, that it's going to explode. Where, don't try this, the only way that's going to happen is if it hits the ground or something and causes a spark and it burns just a little bit hotter because it's not going to ignite just from that. If you have, like, say, a cup of gasoline and you were to drop a lit cigarette into that, it's going to put the cigarette out. And that has more to do with, like, science and stuff. Like, a cigar would light it, but huh. a cigarette wouldn't. Something to do with the heat and how hot it gets, uh, everything. I do know, I don't know, one time when I was a kid, like, I was... I think I was trying to light some leaves on fire, a pile of leaves or something. So I went and like I, I couldn't get it to light. So I poured a little bit of gas into the styrofoam cup I had. And I found out real quick that didn't work. Because <laughs> it was melted before you got back there. Yeah, I might as well have just poured it straight on the ground. I thought that was kind of interesting. Styrofoam it, it, is definitely a the, thing all into its own. The gas went through the styrofoam much quicker than... That peppermint essential oils you had the one time, but that melted right through that styrofoam cup, too. That's why anytime Kayla's like, oh, well, do you want some essential oils? I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> it might if melt they, my insides. <laughs> if, they can eat, if it can eat through styrofoam, I don't really need it on my body, thanks. <laughs> or in my body. I'm good. Well, you know, there's that. Um, it wasn't really from my child. <laughs> Okay, so this is kind of off topic, but James and I were talking the other day. So we gave his uh, friend a ride home from school. And as we're getting close to his friend's house, his friend's like, oh, did you see the goat? And we're like, no. And so he proceeds to tell us the story about this goat that lives back there and his mom not believing it was there because she never saw it and then all this stuff. So when we left his house. So he house, has an imaginary goat friend? 
Maybe. <laughs> At least it was possible for a few minutes. Okay. So when James and I drop him off, we leave. We're coming back the same route. Bad driver that I am. Um, I made sure that there was nobody behind me or ahead of us or anything. So we slow Did down. Did you run and over the goat? No, I didn't run over the goat. I just stopped in the middle of the road so that we could see the goats. <laughs> I made sure there was no traffic. Um, but this goat was, there was actually a goat back here, but it was like way behind their house, behind their shed, like in this field. But the field's not fenced in or anything, right? And there's like a clothesline pole sticking up and it's standing right next to it. So I tell James, I wonder if it's a stuffed goat. Like, I don't think it's real. He's like, mom, it's real. I was like, well, maybe it was real at one point and now it's stuffed. And he's like, no, I'm like, I bet it's taxidermied. And so. Taxidermized, I think. Whatever. Doesn't really (laughs) matter because the rest of the story goes, your wife is very morbid. That's how it goes. I turned to James. I was like, oh my gosh, why didn't we do that to grandma when she passed away? We could have had her sitting in her spot. She always said she was going to haunt us and haunt everybody. And she loved that that Alan Jackson song, Prop Me Up Beside the Jukebox. And so I was like, James, we should have done that to Grandma. We could have propped her up in her chair with her book. And she could have just, and he was like, Mom, I would have thrown her at you. And I'm like... But they could do this with animals, so it would have been fine, right? And he's like, no, Mom. I'm like, I think it would have, James. And I was like, we could have had her chair at the head of the table. He just, And he was like, I just would have given me a better ability to pick her up safely to throw her at you. <laughs> and so then he's like, I was like, James, when I die, will you taxidermy me and keep me in your house? <laughs> Would you taxidermy me and keep you, me in your house? And he was like, no. And then he rethought it and he said, yes, I will. I will have you and Aaron both stuffed and I will put you in a room and I will seal the room. I will take the door out. I will build a wall and you will forever be stuck. And I said, can we have windows? I don't like the dark. Aaron would be happy, but I don't like the dark. <laughs> There's shadows there. <laughs> and he's like... I'll, fine, I'll put a window in the room and then I'll put blinds over it, mother. I'm not putting you in my house. So I don't think that he's going to be like some kind of weird mommy addict or anything because he was not willing to keep me, to stuff me and keep me in his house when I died. So he's All like, right. and he did, I, I'm pretty sure we we discussed the fact that, you know, my mom was cremated uh and he apparently think that's that that was a good idea because he's afraid now that i would try to exhume her and bring her back and stuff her. these are the conversations i have with our kids while driving home from school well all of that story i don't know brought up two things like one was the goat like this a really awesome goat i don't was think it? so it didn't have no dukes to box or anything are you sure cuz <laughs> It it might have been the greatest of all time. I, I don't like I. It just stood there. That's what people use goat for now. Oh well, greatest of all time. Well, it took me a while to figure that out because I'm like, why are they saying that this guy's a goat? I don't understand. Oh, see, and I when you asked me that, I was thinking, um, Adam Sandler's goat. Like, put oh, up your dukes. I ain't got no dukes. <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't realize that you meant, yeah. That was probably the greatest of all time conversations with my child, but you know. Okay, but what's then, the second thing? Well, going into you talking about stuffing your mother, <laughs> like it, I don't know, leads me into the last thing that I remember thinking of as a kid, like that you would probably have to find a taxidermist on the black market. Well, I, I thought that was like a place. Like I thought you just go and you, I don't know, go down this alley or something. And there's this, all these shady people with their booths set up. Like if you're at some sort of street fair thing, Oh, when they have booths set up, except this is like the, I don't know, evil, dark, criminal version of it (laughs) well it makes sense i I thought it was just a place you could go people are like oh you know you can sell that on the black market it's like where is this black market people are talking about well it makes sense because you went to the grocery market or the supermarket or so flea market yeah oh man i loved those when i was a kid i was you know like the black market would be like the criminal part of the flea market Right. I mean, now as an adult, that's kind of like, you know, the, the flea market is probably the criminal part of the flea market. Listen, we had this- at least some of it is all kind of mixed together. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I remember my dad. Uh, you never know what you'll find there. And it's questionable legality. Well, you know, it's probably why some of them are cheap. Well, that was fun. <laughs> and you. You learn that maybe you should be scared of the freezer coming, but you shouldn't because I will stuff you and keep you around, sir. So it'll be fine. <laughs> James is going to lock you or like seal you away in some tumed up room, though, which will make you happy because you like the dark. Well, see, I, I do feel not. Like, I mean, once I'm dead, I, I really don't care what happens to my body at that point. I'm, I, I won't be using it anymore. So. I mean, if, if it was legal, I'd say just build a bonfire in the backyard and toss me on it. That's going to be the cheapest way to handle it. But you can't do that. So That's true. I don't care either because when I'm dead, I'm dead. But I mean, You don't use this body anymore. They're just going to stick it in the ground or something for worms to get into. That seems like a lot of money to spend on a box. Well, they're not even going to do that. Nowadays, mm-hmm. like, you're put in the seal-proof box and stuff, so you don't even, like, dust to dust ash to ashes you don't go back into the ground from which you came like you go into the ground but you're not going to become one with it because they interestingly like i was reading some stuff that uh most places there's not actually a law about like having this you know fully sealed up thing that you could get Put in something like where you know you would actually return to the earth. Uh, we'll see. End up kind of composting, basically. If they were going to bury me, I would want that. Since my kids probably are not, and it's so expensive, I'm up for being donated to something, and they can figure out. Like I will go to a, a cadaver farm. I'm fine with that. I'm also the person who was like jumped at the chance to in Tennessee, where they have like that big one. Mm-hmm. They've got some other places too but i was the one who you know jumped at the chance to take the health science students to the morgue (laughs) so i'm good with any of those things but if they're going to i'm like cremate me takes up a lot less space right so i don't know i mean i know all right well that was fun i love getting to talk about like memories things that because it's just i don't know it's fun to think about fast what are things that you guys thought how they worked or realized that that's not how they work or whatever when you were a kids. Send no, it let, to us. 
let us know. We we would love to hear some of these other stories. And I mean, you you've heard what we've said. We were, I don't know, not the brightest children. <laughs> That's true. But I did like to find out how things worked. So there you go. All right. Well, until next time. Thanks for eavesdropping. If you have a topic you'd like to hear us talk about or give us feedback, you can go to topicplease.com to find our social media links, contact form, how to subscribe on your preferred podcast player. You can also find links to our past episodes. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share us with other eavesdroppers you know. Mm-hmm.